This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The world needs our products, they need our services, they need our expertise, and really that all comes back to WQA. That's DJ Shanahan, former WQA president, talking about the value of the Water Quality Association. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 313, and this podcast is sponsored by Hydrotech, a leader in residential and commercial water softening, filtration, drinking, and problem water systems. Learn more at hydrotechwater.com. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone you know. We're publishing this April 5th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in this episode, we're joined by three former WQA presidents, Bob Maisner, Chris Wilker, and... DJ Shanahan. We caught up with all three recently to get their take on the state of the industry, the WQA convention, and how the industry might look in the years ahead. Plus, our WQA Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now on to the former three presidents on WQA Radio. And we're catching up with Bob Maisner, former WQA president. He's the vice president of sales and marketing for Paragon, and he's based in Tampa. Hey, Bob, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Wes. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's good to see you again. What, what are your priorities these days? Uh, priorities continue to be growth, focusing on growth, um, both with existing customers, new business, new opportunities out there, uh, working with our new acquisitions as uh, Paragon, as we are a design manufacturer, so uh, we work with a lot of OEMs out there, a lot of uh, OEMs out in our, in our industry, a lot of the members. Bob, we're already three years into this decade, believe it or not, in the 20s. And where, uh, where do you think things will be in the industry, say, by 2030? I think it's going to be so much larger than, than it is today. Uh, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface I think with a lot of the water issues that we've seen in our country, in the world, uh, over the last few years, uh, the consumer and the public is becoming more aware that um, we need to look at that, uh, as we said, termed in the past in this industry, the final barrier, right? To help make sure that you're, as a consumer, I'm getting the best tasting, safest water I can. Municipalities are doing a great job they can only do so much. We've seen infrastructure with lead in our pipes uh, from east coast to west coast, north to south. Every school, every building is affected by lead uh, being out of um, over the contaminant level, maximum contaminant level um, set by the EPA and redoing the cost of the pipes is ridiculous. So in the next seven years, that's only going to the need for our industry, the need for our products is only going to grow. I think we are going to be 
so much larger, uh, you know, triple, quadruple the size, I think, in a short time just because of the issues that are out there, PFAS, PFOA, lead, again, uh, it's only uh, growing exponentially and which is going to mean we need more people involved in the, in the industry. Our show is going to get bigger. Um, the people who want to be a part of water filtration, uh, some of the large brand name people out there, everybody wants to get involved in water. Uh, so I think uh, by 2030, uh, you're going to see the impact and the effect that WQA has on not only uh, our industry, but how they'll, the role they'll play with the consumer, the role they'll play with the uh, state and federal government will be so much larger uh, than it is today. I'm, I'm very excited about those next seven years. I'm excited about the next three years. Uh, it's, it's growing quickly. Great to hear. Hey, Bob, thank you for joining us. Bob Maisner, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Paragon and former WQA president. Appreciate your joining us. Uh, thank you, Wes. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. We are pleased to be joined by Chris Wilker, a former WQA president. Chris is executive vice president for the Canature Water Group. He was on the podcast, you know, a few years back when he was president. And now he's joining us again. Chris, great to have you back on the show. Glad to be back, Wes. Missed, uh, missed the podcast and to some degree missed the uh, Board of Governors and, and the presidency of WQA, but know that the organization is in great hands moving forward. And I know you've also been involved in the uh, promotion and, and support of ethics and the WQA Code of Ethics and how that's also getting more support. Yeah. I, again, just following up on, on the point I was just making, if we are going to position our industry and our industry members and our products as a trusted solution to take lead out of water for for a municipality to take PFOA PFAS out of water for a you know a, a small town or community ethics is at the heart of that because AWWA right that's the association that that, that that's in charge of public water and the public water utilities historically have not liked and or trusted our our industry and then because think about what we do we go into homes and tell the homeowner that their public water that they're paying for needs to be improved. And, and that it, in many cases, it does. As we move forward, and, and, and we're improving it, we're softening now, but as we move forward and we're improving it by removing P4 or PFOS or removing lead or nitrates, health effects, ethics is really critical there. We can't scare people into buying our products, right? We have to educate people on what's in the water, what product application is needed for their water and how that has to be applied and how that has to be serviced on an ongoing basis. Yeah, very well said. And to go a step further with education and with ethics and with training and with products, we've got the WQA convention. And I know that's still a big part of your year uh, anytime, right? Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be a great convention. I think we're going to have significantly improved turnout over last year, which was a good convention uh, in Orlando. But Vegas, uh, Vegas always kind of tends to be to be strong. And um, you know, I, I, I early on I've heard that we may have some 
international companies coming back, given, you know, COVID is starting to, to, to be relieved a bit. So looking forward to more boosts, uh, which always means more opportunities. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I personally love the convention and, and, and wish everybody listening to this uh, podcast joins us uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, here we are three years into this new decade. And uh, w- what's your outlook for 2030? What does the industry look like at the end of the decade? Would you care to take a take a stab at that one? Uh, I will. I, I will. Um, and, and it's interesting, given the past two or three years, you know, with COVID and supply chain disruption and all that. So put all that in the rearview mirror and, and say, what do we look like in, in, in seven or eight years? Um, on the supplier side, I will say from a North America based companies, you will see fewer suppliers. I see uh, consolidation on the supplier side. Uh, I think you will see fewer larger organizations making products for the industry on the dealer distributor uh, on the dealer distributor side, I, I see the same trend continuing. Um, I don't know that I see a smaller number of actually trucks installing units. I see a larger number of trucks installing units, but probably owned by fewer larger dealerships. I, I see that trend c- continuing. Um, it's just because it's going to be difficult and will will get more difficult uh, to maintain um to maintain a legitimate business as is is really a single entrepreneur, given some of the challenges that we're going to have to face with certification, regulations, intense you know product certification, product maintenance is going to become a huge huge deal. You know we're going to have to prove that we're changing filters. We're going to have to prove that the claims that we're making not only on day one they're also uh, providing efficacy of removal on year three or year four of those products. So that's going to get a, a bit more difficult. Um, from a who's in who's in the association, I see that changing. Uh, I, I honestly see uh, you know a couple of different buckets of industries uh, you know joining together. I, I see us and, and potentially uh, the, the plumbers union. Uh, I, I see more plumbers joining our association um, as as they see the opportunities uh, in this space. And I know that can be a, a controversial position, but at the end of the day, it's about experts in water treatment making America lives better. That's that's what it's about. And that's going to get more complicated. Um, and so so I think, you know, to the greater good, I think you'll see uh, a, a bigger footprint of members w- with coming out of different backgrounds in, in this trade association. But I see the opportunity for growth multiple times than what it is today. I, I really do. I, I, I think this thing is just going to continue to grow like crazy. And, and the drivers to that is the reality that the AWWA and the public water suppliers, you know, if you ask them what keeps them up at night, it's three things, right? It's crumbling infrastructure. It's no money for crumbling and to fix crumbling infrastructure. And it's customers who believe quality water should be free like air. And, and they're in a box. And, and I know that they pass the infrastructure bill and that will help. But, but they're not going to replace all the lead pipes in the country in the next you know, five or six years. It's not enough time, not enough money. And so what's the solution? The solution is treating the water at the point of entry or the point of use. That's us. 
Okay, that that's that's our wheelhouse, and I see those opportunities just expanding greatly by uh, by the end of the decade. Excellent, Chris. Thank you very much, Chris Wilker, Executive Vice President of the Canature Water Group, back with us on WQA Radio. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Wes. Look forward to seeing you in Vegas. And we're joined by DJ Shanahan, past WQA president. Yeah, we've been catching up with some past presidents of the WQA. And, uh, you know, you had that uh, that stint during COVID, during the pandemic, a very memorable time. You never did get that opportunity to be on stage uh, uh, at the convention because we went virtual. But yet that was a success in many people's minds. And it was no doubt uh, a tribute to your leadership as well. You also have been instrumental, I, I, I know, in the whole uh, LEAD program, and th that was one of the, your initiatives. You were very involved in some of the early planning of business boot camp. So you left your mark, DJ, I got to say, uh, and that's, uh, that's the first point that I want to make. But I, I do want to catch up with you and see where things are going. And, and just for those who don't know you that well, you know, what do you do? What's your company? And, and what are you seeing these days in the industry? Yeah, great. Well, thank you. I appreciate all those wonderful accolades. You know, I just, when I, when I had my year as president, you're right, it was probably the most challenging year that any president had to go through with so many in-person events canceled and even the state and regional association events canceled. So no opportunities to go have face-to-face -face interactions uh, live with people, just uh, virtual. But, but I would say, so let me, let me say this first. I am a Culligan dealer. I have four Culligan dealerships in the Mid-Atlantic. And, uh, you know, during my year's presidency, I always said that I felt like the silver lining of COVID was that the world had a new appreciation for having access to high quality drinking water. And, and I think that's bearing out. You know, you think about all the shelves that they showed that were empty of toilet paper. Well, those same shelves were empty of bottled water as well. So folks that counted on going to the grocery store and buying their bottled water didn't have access to it. And so they turned to our industry and said, what can you do for me so I don't get in that situation again? So drinking water sales have absolutely escalated. Uh, company growth was tremendous. Uh, we had a record growth, almost 19% in our company last year. And this is a company that's in a pretty mature market, you know, where 5% of your growth is about what we average. And, you know, we did almost 19% last year. I think that's the trend. I think that's where we're going. The world needs our products. They need our services. They need our expertise. And really, that all comes back to WQA. How do I become a professional? And where do I go to learn about the products and the proper application, the proper maintenance and servicing down the road? I think it all comes back to WQA. And that's why I'm so excited about a lot of the initiatives that, uh, that we're taking uh, and the new strategic plan for sure. And as you talk about those very things, I'm also thinking about the upcoming WQA convention. And I know you've been a big proponent of that. Uh, we talked about the fact that it went virtual during your tenure, but we're back in person. And uh, for those who haven't attended because of the pandemic, for one reason or another, uh, it might have been 2019 before they joined us. That means, DJ, it would be four years this spring since we will have seen them. So, uh, you know, we want we want to see uh, all of those past attendees back again, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's again, a packed agenda with a ton of educational sessions. You know, some of us have licenses that we have to keep continuing education up for. And these WQA uh, courses K 
account for all of those licenses. But we've also got um, three different sessions prior to the convention technically beginning. And I think that's a, that may be the first time we've had three offerings. So business uh, operations or a boot camp is an incredible opportunity, primarily focused for our dealers. But this is, this is really some great intensive one day and we're going to learn. Uh, we're going to learn a lot about finance this year. And you know, there's a lot of dealers out there that are really great tacticians in terms of applying equipment correctly and installing it correctly and servicing it after the sale. But maybe not the greatest business managers. And so we're going to learn a lot about finance this year at boot camp. And I think that's going to be very helpful. They're going to continue the RO sizing commercial RO. Uh, sizing workshop uh, as has been offered uh, the past several years with Peter Cartwright. Uh, and then this year we have a new PFAS symposium, which is going to go on all day. And I understand that the keynote speaker is the man who was uh, featured in the movie Dark Waters, obviously not the actor, the real uh, attorney who really uh, pursued that and, and made it his career to bring to justice uh, some of what had been done with the uh, leaching of, of PFAS compounds into uh, water sources. So I think that's going to be really great. Also, I'm looking forward to all that. Of course, there's a ton of education on the show floor and sessions are going really nonstop for the three days of convention. It's a great location. It'll be our first time at the Caesars Forum. Uh, we've always been at the convention center there. It's our first time at the Caesars Forum. I'm really anxious to see what that's like. Looks like the two host hotels are literally connected to the, the forum. So I think a lot of positives and of course, Vegas is always a great stop for us. So I look forward to convention this year. I'm registered uh, and bringing some people uh, that I haven't brought before. Want to see some new faces there and get them uh, more uh, involved in WQA and really want to see some of my, some of my friends after um, the 32 years in this industry. There's a lot of folks there that uh, that'll be great to catch up with. Well, DJ, as we kind of wrap up here, I'd love to get your thoughts as you look down the road. You know, we're three years into this new decade, the 20s, and as crazy as it sounds, time is, you know, flying by. We're talking about what things are going to look like. Kind of gaze into the future for me. Uh, 2030, uh, what does the industry look like? What kinds of changes can you imagine happening between then and now? I think in 2030, by 2030, I think we're going to see a much uh, broader appreciation of this industry and what we do. That we're not we're not going to be sort of the redheaded stepchild that, oh, by the way, you can go get a filter. No, we're going to be the source that regulators and legislators are going to turn to because they know they have a problem that we can solve faster, more efficiently, and more effectively than any infrastructure bill they'll ever be able to put into place. We're ready today. We can move today. We can mobilize today and take care of problems. I don't care if it's PFAS or lead or nitrates or VOCs. We've got the equipment. We've got the techno technological understanding. We've got the training and we know how to keep these things working the way they're supposed to. So I really think there'll be less of a push and more of a pull from the people that can really make uh, significant inroads to growing our businesses. And, and, and when speaking of growing our businesses in 2030, it's interesting that you pick that time frame because all of our managers in our company have a chart on their wall and a challenge that was laid out to us 
from Culligan International, Scott Clawson, of where we're going to be in 2030. Every single one of us has that on our wall. We look at it every day. We update it every year as we work our way towards that. Our company's going to triple in size by 2030. And I could tell you, if, if this hadn't happened, if we didn't have the strategic plan we have today, if we didn't have the new appreciation for access to high quality drinking water, if events hadn't happened the way they had happened, I don't know that we would have ever thought that tripling the size of our company was possible, but it absolutely is. It's the right time to be in this space. It's the right time to be in this industry. We've got the right leadership in place at WQA. You can learn everything you need here. You can get all the education. You can get all the certification. You can get everything you need here at WQA to make you a better professional and make your business more successful. And that's where I see us going. The sky's the limit for where this industry is going. And I want to thank all the current leadership and future leadership uh, for what you're going to do to help us get there. That is so inspiring. Thank you, DJ. We appreciate that. And that is why we wanted to have you back on the show. We had missed that motivation and inspiration. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. DJ Shanahan, past president of WQA. You'll see him at the convention. Go to wqa.org slash convention to uh, get more information and register. Appreciate you being on the show, DJ. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Wes. Thanks for having me. And now our motivational minute, America's favorite pastime, baseball. What could change, right? Well, <laughs> they managed to change a lot. They, they just instituted a new 30-second timer. Perhaps you've heard about it, the pitch clock, if you will. The pitcher has to pitch within that 30 seconds or be charged an automatic ball. And, of course, this affects the batter, too because they need to go through their routine to get all set for the next pitch, all that much more quickly. And so bottom line is they're trying to move the game along faster, trying to get the uh, game over more quickly, uh, you know, give the fans a little bit more action, if you will. And, you know, all, all of that sounds good, but the fact is the rules have changed. It's different. And, and that happens in life too, doesn't it? It happens in business. Rules change, the landscape changes, the economy shifts, Interest rates go up, and what's you know what are we to do? How do we respond? It's always about responding, not just with resentment or anger, but rather, I'd like to suggest we respond with resolve. Resolve to adapt, and then resolve to use the change to our advantage. And our WQA tip, stop by WQA Central at the upcoming WQA convention as we record this just a couple of weeks away from the convention. Uh, we'd love to have you stop by WQA Central to say hello. You can meet me and all of the WQA team, membership, product certification, professional certification, and WQRF. We'll be at the center back of the trade show floor in Las Vegas. And again, it's coming up. April 18th through the 20th, 2023. And yes, there is still time to register. Now, this is a great opportunity to stay current with water treatment trends and technologies. And of course, great networking opportunities and a chance for you to stay competitive. Go to convention.wqa.org to learn more and register. See you there. 
This podcast was sponsored by Hydrotech, a leader in residential and commercial water softening, filtration, drinking, and problem water systems. Learn more at hydrotechwater.com. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.